It is Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And today we're talking about wiring that hot rod. Something I absolutely despise. Ugh, man, it's something everybody despises, I think. I, don't, I, I meet very few people who think of wiring as like, oh man, I can't wait. I get a wire tonight. Most people I know are like, ugh, wiring. No <laughs> doubt. I'm in that same camp. But you know what? There's always that one guy, right? There's all them, oh, yeah. dude, I'll do it. I like yeah. doing that stuff. And you're like, you're my best friend. So that one guy has a lot of great friends, right? Oh, man. <laughs> it, there, there seems to be one odd character uh, within a group that is like the wiring guru, right? Everybody like leans on him for like, oh, wiring? Hey, oh, let, let's call Chris. Chris knows wiring. He lives wiring. He has wiring for breakfast. You know, he has it for lunch and dinner. It's, uh, it's everything wiring. It's his life. Um, it, you always got one guy in your group that... Thank God for that guy because, man, there's such a necessity in any team, any garage, any shop. Man, they're a, they're a lifesaver, to be honest. Absolutely, man. I've been on so many projects over the years, and it always comes down to wiring. Like, it's the number one job on a vehicle, it seems like, because there's the least amount of people willing to step up and do it, myself included, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, so, man. So it's always the one job when you're thinking about, build, it could be a small project, a huge car build. You're like, okay, we got paint, we got this, we got that, we got, oh, I'm doing this and whatever. And then you're like, uh-oh, wiring. Who's doing the wiring, right? Who, wh pull out the Rolodex. Here's what's wild is because you have so many of us that will take an LS and swap it into anything. You're doing a Mustang right now with a Coyote in it. That's a huge swap. There's all these opportunities out there nowadays. There are all these, you know, modern drivetrains are now becoming accessible because people are crashing them or they're available at pull yards or, you know, through certain networks or friends or whatever. They're absolutely out there. The problem is not putting them in because there's 15 different companies that make motor mounts and brackets and, you know, cooling systems and fuel systems and all these things to help you get the job done. But very few address wiring, taking like a, an LS or a Coyote and drop it into like a 70 Mustang or a, you know, a Trans Am for that matter. It's one of those things that is kind of, you know, you may know one company way out here that does it or an ancillary deal here, but man, we have found a ticket for you guys. Call it a wiring hack. Um, if this was on TikTok, it'd have a million views in a month. Uh, all we need is a hot chicken and bikini. Um, that's Kevin, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, this is an easy way to tackle a big, big hurdle. Absolutely. So if you're thinking about, uh, which most of us are either it's on top of mind or it's one of our projects is doing a powertrain swap. And as you mentioned, William, mean, we've got Hemi's, we've got LS's, we've got Coyote's, all these awesome powertrains out there. We want to swap them into these really cool vehicles. We want to create, you know, new combinations and whatnot. But the wiring is this giant, uh, you know, elephant in the room cluster yeah it's a cluster yeah. and gosh if you, you look at the modern powertrains uh you know you look at a typical engine harness and you might think oh that's not that bad just looking at the engine harness but that's only part of what you need to integrate to get the whole thing running and working in your vehicle oh, yeah, right so there's this whole uh under hood harness system it's got relays it's got fuses you know it's got all these things that are, are mixed and matched and they're not all in one place. And that's what you want. You want somehow for it to all come together. And at the end of the day, you got like, I don't know, four or five wires, a ground, a power, maybe a fuel pump, a fan, you know, a tax signal and boom, 
There you go. You're fired up. Otherwise, you got a thousand wires going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 10,000 different places, and it is mind boggling. Well, Chris, you definitely have a recipe for all of that disaster. Um, you guys need to check out Hotwire. It's hotwireauto.com if you're looking for these guys online. But man, have you come up with an amazing solution for this problem? Uh, we got a break we're up against, but I'm telling you, man, people are going to be stunned, a little shocked. I know when we unpackage what you, what you sent down to the show, I was like, no way. So congratulations on just um, visually when you see what you guys are delivering it is an enormous wow factor. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, did you know you had an, an idea for this? Did you, did you know? Because there's kits you can get, but you got to start with the whole, you know, car. It's like, mm, I don't want to go that deep. But you guys have taken a big hurdle and made it really easy. And we'll tell you how they've done that here in just a second. Let's get through this break. Chris is going to join us on the other side. It's the Two Guys Garage podcast. He's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. We'll see you on the other side of the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Chris Squire on hotwireauto.com. Check this out, you guys. You talking about a masterful solution to a, a, a very, well, for me, I think it's a, an enormous and, and swelling problem because so many people are taking drivetrains, swapping them into older cars now, and a lot of people find the difficult hurdle being wiring. And Chris, I got to tell you, man, there was, there was that wow factor when we opened the box and Kevin said, look what they did. They took this and this and made uh, this. And you're like, shut the front door. Um, dude, it's trick, man. What a painstaking process that's got to be. Uh, it's not too bad. We've got it broken down and simplified so we can make just about anything and we can customize it all. If you need the computer in a different spot or if you need... Uh, special add-on items for you know, a supercharger or whatever kind of things you're doing, we can move stuff around and make it fit. Um, you know, we started out doing this for hot rods back in 2001. And back then that was pretty new doing fuel injection in old cars. And they would already have chassis harnesses and headlight harnesses and all that. So we really focused on just engines and transmissions doing the old TPIs and LT1s and all that stuff. And that's where oh, yeah. that all started. And, and we come up with the idea, it's a hot rod and you want it to hide. So our product, we don't want you to see it when it's done. You know, that's kind of the idea. It's really small. It's really tight. It, it wraps around the motor and just, it disappears under the dash. And we're happy that way, you know. And that's the way we want it, man. You're like the supporting cast, right? You make yeah. everything work. You make everything function. You make it easy. But you're not there to be all sloppy, hanging around, flopping, you know, melting on headers and all that stuff. Right. Uh, we want to yep. be tucked away. We want to be tight. We want it to look good. We want to be clean. And the big thing is we want it to be easy. And that's what you guys really yeah. help with. Yeah. Right. And, and we, should, we should start by saying that he makes it easy. He makes it simplified because he uses everything that you're used to and comfortable in seeing. Say you pop the hood on a coyote. You're looking at coyote you know, clips and uh, colors and fasteners, the way they, you know, clip to the, the knock sensors or uh, anything that you have, right? It's, it's all stuff that you're aware of, but now he's taking all the stuff that you don't need. Like, man, I'm just thinking about massive wiring harnesses. Like when I've gotten LSs, I had to have all the harness with me. I mean, everything, which was, it, it's a enormous crate. Imagine the old school laundry basket, 
just running over with wires, relays, um, you know, pigtails, control modules. He takes all of that and whittles it all down to just what you need and just what is on your car. So you can eliminate things that you don't want and or don't have, which is which is huge, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, kind of navigate the nonsense. <laughs> yeah, we try to make it simple because, you know, like you said, not everybody likes wiring. So the sooner they can get done with it, the happier they are. And uh, hey, you, know. you can jump on the other side of that bridge, man, and go from not everybody to most people hate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm just not so sure. I like being called odd. <laughs> well you know like i said but i do you know, like it so that 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 guy out there that does the wiring aka maybe you uh you get a lot of friends you got a lot more friends than we do and we're on like tv and stuff right everybody's friends with the wiring guy so you're on top of the world as far as i'm concerned yeah yeah so. now you you mentioned but, something about um you know you delivering something you're almost done in my book we're we're done because you handed me something i just go click 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 right all the connectors have yeah. um, labels on them so here's a coil here's a coil here's an injector here's a math sensor here's a whatever so to me that's that's done i mean my kid can can click the connectors on so yeah maybe i got to connect my uh, power wire or whatnot but you make it you make it dirt simple hey, i know you say you're done but if you have a problem you know we're not done you know if you have an issue uh you call me up and we talk about it and we figure out what's going on. Um, basically, as long as you've got one of our products you're working on, we're going to take your phone call and we're going to find out what's going on and, and get you sorted. You know, a lot of times we're given advice most of the time to solve problems. It's not electrical. You know, you have a mechanical issue, you have a fuel issue, you, you have a sensor issue, but it's not the wiring harness. But we're still taking calls and we're helping people out get that stuff resolved. Because there's a lot of details for each engine. You know, I got to have the right fuel pressure, you know, and uh, the right transmission and the right shifter. And, and all this stuff will matter uh, to get your product working the way you want it to. So, so, so how, how do you start out? You, get, you take a factory harness. Can, can you walk us through how you do this? Because yeah. it looks so much like a factory harness. I mean, every way that you guys... Uh, it masqueraded it, it looks like it came from the factory and is everything you need for that application and nothing uh, additional so it looks like it came from the factory which is so unique but it's better because everything's labeled so can you t tell us how you sort of you know pick and choose what's in there and what's not and how you program everything sure so we have two ways of doing it if, if we were going to do a, a gm or a, an earlier uh, motor um, when we first design it, we want to have a motor in our, in our hands so we can lay the stuff out and make a nice layout that fits in there and fits on the motor and works really well. Okay. Um, for the Ford stuff, there's so many changes that they make year after year, model, model, uh, model between, I'm sorry, between model and model that you can't just make a one size fits all harness for a four, six or a five Oh, they've changed it way too much. So what we, in those cases, we have the Ford guys send in their factory harness, and we're using that as a guide, but what we build is all brand new, and that's important to know. We're not, we're not redoing harnesses. We're, we're, we have those in here in those cases where we don't already have a layout that works perfectly, and mm. then we can use the factory layout and reorganize it so it comes out the back because we want to hide it under the dash, um, and then 
we know what connectors they have and what pinouts are there and we build it all brand new except for those weird cases where they've got a brand new connector we've never seen before and then we've got to take it off the factory harness but yeah so you guys kind of reverse engineer it and but only lay in the things that they're asking for only the additions you want and you remove all the things that that, wow what a what a cool plan oh man and then and then once we get it all designed we can recreate that we have a way of doing our our documentation that we can recreate that stuff pretty easily after the fact Um, yeah we just had we just had chris and hotwire auto on on our uh, two guys episode, I had my 70 fastback down there. We we're doing a coyote swap. And um, yeah, I mean, to Chris's point with the Fords, um, you know, I went to the dealer, I'm trying to check track down different sensors and whatnot. Cause we started with a long block and um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty clear pretty early on that, um, you know, harnesses are going different directions. So yeah, getting Chris the harness, especially for the Ford side, uh, to know which version you have and how things are routed. And then you've got like mini harnesses down, like into the knock sensors in the Valley. And are they going forward? Are they going backwards? Um, but yeah, the end product, uh, Willie said looks factory. I mean, I think it looks better than factory, <laughs> like the way you guys, uh, shroud the wires and protect everything. I mean, it, it's durable. It's tough. It looks good and it's clean. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to hide it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. And boy, I tell you what, we've gone over labeling for years trying to find the best way. And I think we got a pretty nice setup now for labels because they used to tear off and or or uh, delaminate and come apart. And I mean, good lord, what a hassle that was to get that. Yeah, man. Yeah, you guys definitely have something working to your favor now. As soon as you open a kit, you recognize uh, it's a lot different than. You know, a, a traditional wiring harness you might go out and buy for you know from the aftermarket. It's something that looks completely factory, uh, it, but it's it's done better. Like like Bird was saying, because it's labeled, you got some protection. But man, you talk about stealthy underneath things. It's it's uh, really amazing the the job you guys have done to to be able to hide it and make sure that uh, hey, if you don't want to see it, everything's there for you to hook up. But we got it routed in ways that makes it. Uh, kind of ambiguous hiding underneath uh, intakes or along, you know, the, the firewall along or whatever. Fuel ramps. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the hiding of it. Because, um, you know, I think when you get control packs from, from the OEs, like in their aftermarket divisions, uh, typically you're mounting inside the firewall, you know, your fuse block and uh, relays and PCM and stuff like that. And, you know, that that is a way to do it. Um, but most of us like to build clean hot rods. We're trying to get rid of the clutter. Uh, that was one of the things I really liked about the way yours is, right? It's different from uh, typically what you might find out there. It does allow you to put that stuff in a cleaner, more comfortable environment, uh, right? You're not getting all the road, whatever, salts and debris and dirt and hot under under hood temperatures by getting that uh, the ECU under the dash. Yeah, those computers are meant for, the, for some heat, but I've had uh, like a little race car I made. I, I did an LS motor and I've got that right next to the motor and on a really hot day if i go more than 20 miles with it i've got to pull over and and let it cool down because it'll shut down the heat so putting that inside would have been the better way to go and you know when you're doing your own stuff you 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 might take a shortcut because i didn't care what it looked like it's it's not a show car you know um but yeah uh now at this point i need to vent the hood the hood and i need to make a little uh, heat shield and that type of thing so we try to learn from all that stuff. We do enough. 
we do enough of our own cars and projects here to keep up with the newer stuff and and learn what it takes to build the cars because again when we're tech supporting stuff i've got to know what it takes to build a car or i'm not going to be any help to the customer you know I, I can read off diagrams to them but but to solve a problem takes more than to... it's why do you mention that chris because I, I had a house fire where i'm sitting right now is, is all new and back over here there's a couple cars over on this side if i get around that side you see that car just over there uh -huh. it's a cadillac like ctsv so that car uh, was on fire, restored it, and when I got it back, it still had the same ECM in it. But that thing was so scarred by the fire that um, I would drive, and I would, it would have this intermittent like deal in it where it would get hot, and some of the wiring wouldn't connect, or it wouldn't make contacts inside the ECM, or wouldn't be able to talk to each other, and it would go out. And it was the wildest thing. But like you said, if that thing wasn't out in the engine compartment where that fire, even though it was outside of the hood, you know, it was a house fire, it still affected that ECM so much. I had to get a new one, get it reprogrammed yeah. to really fix the issues I was having. Mm -hmm. So you're right, man. It is so much wiser and smarter move to put that inside, like under the dash, away from the elements. Yeah. Um, man, that's gonna save you so many headaches down the road, especially when it comes to heat, whether it's driving or a wild scenario like I had, which, which was a fire. Yeah, yeah. We've had people put them down inside of the carpet too, cut out a hole in the carpet and stick the ECU down inside that don't do that. <laughs> Find a nice, hard, smooth surface to mount it to, and that's the better way to go so well you know it's electronics in there right i mean look at your laptop it's got a fan in there it's trying to cool itself off right so that pcm is doing a lot of calculations man there's a lot of cylinders firing a lot of sensors going on uh so a you don't want to add heat but you definitely want to put it in a place where it can vent a little bit and and stay appropriately cool exactly absolutely all right, we're gonna take a quick break, but you guys don't do just uh, the engine side, you do the transmission side. So maybe you can talk to us about how we do that connection, uh, how, the, how the things communicate and all that stuff. So Willie, take us out, man. We'll come back. We got a lot more to talk about and how to wire up a cool hot rod. My man. All right, guys, Chris Squire, he'll be back with us. Check out hotwireauto.com, get some info, details, what they're making, how to apply it, use it, and have fun with it. Coming up next with the Two Guys Garage Podcast, he's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B, and we'll see you after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He's Kevin Bird. I am Willie B, and we have Chris Squire on from hotwireauto.com. You guys jump on that. Check it out. So imagine you guys are doing a swap like we all enjoy and love doing. Imagine you got a lot of things covered. You got a lot of bases, you know, sort of T's crossed, I's dotted. You're like, okay, I know where to go to get my motor mounts, know where to go to get my headers, my cooling system. But when it comes to wiring, are you starting brand new? You don't want to, but maybe you're fortunate enough to have that old factory wiring harness you got with your, you know, your LSA engine or your LS3 or Coyote engine. Well, that old wiring harness is a gift of gold because in that lies all the solution and basically the diagram for Chris and what he does at Hot Wire Auto. Um, Chris, you said people, they can mail you harnesses. Can you build them from scratch too if somebody wasn't fortunate enough to perhaps have that? Um, how do you do that situation? So it's really depending on what you're trying to do. Uh, all the GM stuff we okay. do from scratch, unless it's brand new, like it hasn't, we've never seen okay. it before. So your LSs, your LTs, um, you, you know, any of the, those types of motors, we do them brand new and you don't have to send anything in except the computer if you have it. 
Um, we can pr- reprogram your computer, turn off security, and do all that. Same story with the Hemi stuff. Uh, all the Hemi stuff, you just call up a place and order. If you have a computer, you can send that in for us to flash. Otherwise, we just build the harness and send it to you. You don't have to send anything in. Epic. Yep. Now, on the computer flash, mm-hmm. what do you guys do as far as the computer flash? Um, you guys set some of the parameters? Are you guys dropping tunes in there? No. Are you guys adding anything? Like, no. Like, uh, can, can people... Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. We're... we're I was just curious what people can order. Can they order it with upgraded stuff? No, no. Sir. Like if the car didn't have, um, you know, one thing or another. Say it didn't have a supercharger. And now you want a boost reference or things like that. Is this things that you can add to uh, it? Or do you find a diagram that had some of this well, stuff okay, in it? Okay, so it depends. We don't do custom tuning, okay? So the tuning we're doing is utility stuff. Turning off security, uh, turning off items so that the computer doesn't care that they're not okay. there. Um but, but, you know, if you wanted to change over and do a supercharge thing, it might be a case of where we find a combination that might work really close to what you're trying to do. And then you'll have to have a dyno tune done on it to freshen it up and get it squared away perfectly. But uh, we're not sure, an sure. Engine, engine dyno. We haven't had that kind of engineering in here. Um, so I've done a little bit of my own, but I'm not gonna try to get paid to do that yeah yeah and i wasn't per se thinking about tuning like you know find go find a horsepower you just give them the ability to get all of that functioning is is what i'm working you're ready to fire it up yeah you're getting rid of things like evap yeah uh yeah fire it up as the oem computer so if it has a variable cam timing if it has a short runner valve stuff uh, the active intakes and those types of things that's all going to be active if you want it a uh, cylinder dropout we can leave it on we can turn it off whichever you prefer yeah that's the basics of that yeah yeah so all the functionality you can turn on and off as needed yeah but the tuning but that's, obviously that's that's something for a dyno yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i'm just thinking about lighting it off yeah. and getting it to the exactly tuner. yep perfectly uh and then the, on the rest of the sending harnesses in there's some of the cr- oddball stuff uh Chrysler four liter harnesses, uh, the, all the Ford stuff, because Ford changes so much. We haven't been able to create books for every single make and model, you know, uh, a year at model, I guess is the better way to put it. I don't yeah, know what they're, they're doing they're over there. T- they are tougher. <laughs> There's the toughest. Nobody does it. Uh, I, I, we are one of the very, very few that do any Ford stuff really. Um, and it's a shame because a lot of people love Fords. So, so but, uh, it's becoming. Hey, that coyote is impressive. It is. Isn't it? That's it's, a it's savage. A, it's a good motor, and I like the way they look. I, I I'm wanting to do my own project with a coyote. <laughs> That's probably my next one. Oh man, wait till you see this Mustang. You sent the wiring harness down, but my God, we put that coyote in this Mustang, and it looks, it looks like something out of a you know, the next Transformer movie, man. It's like, uh, it, it is wild. It is everything you expect from an old school hot rod with a modern drivetrain. And it's gonna, just going to be a savage out on the street. And really largely in part because of what you guys were able to help, help him out with. Uh, Bert, there had to be some security for you. Like anybody in a project, you can imagine the headaches that this prevents most people from having. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you can spend the big dollars and you can get a brand new crate motor or a crate motor and transmission, you know, from the OEs, or you can do the smart thing and get a low miles dropout from from a salvage yard. And so, you know, picking up a 20, 30, 40,000 mile, because, you know, hot rods don't put on that many miles. I mean, 20, 30,000 on a hot rod, shoot, you know, a lot of people don't get that in its lifetime. So to get a powertrain, powertrain dropout, 
what do you what do you offer for guys that get sort of the engine and transmission? Because there you have it, sitting on a pallet. You have everything. It's all there. But like we talked about, getting it wired and fired is a whole different animal, right? You've got clutches, you've got starters, you've got all the bits doing a, a salvage yard dropout but getting it connected. So how do you deal with the different transmission combinations? Well, oh, and again, this will vary depending on what you're working on. Um, with the Ford stuff, I don't mix and match transmissions pretty at all, really. But if somebody has, right, somebody has, right, the, yeah, if they the have factory together, engine then, and transmission yeah. combo, right? They've got all the, yeah. all the bits, all the torque converters in there, the flex plates in there. They're ready to go, but they need you to help them fire it up. How does that work out? Well, then they would send in their factory harness and their computer, and we go through and do the hot rod setup and the programming to make that work. Um, a lot of times I like people to call in before they buy something. Um, if they know what they're trying to go after, it's okay to call in and, and talk to me for a few minutes, and, and I'm going to say, nope, that's not going to work. Uh, I've had a guy, he was got a brand-new motor. He wants to put a 4R70W behind it, and because of what he's doing, there's no – computer combination that'll do that so you know i hate to break bad mm -hmm. news to people but sometimes it is bad news and sometimes it's like well no don't do that buy it this way or buy it out of this vehicle instead of getting a truck motor get a mustang one and then you can do an aftermarket trans controller or something like that so there's there's a lot of ways to make things happen um and we don't know them all but we know a lot of them so i i love to talk to people before they buy something and then you know that's some great advice, advice right there yeah, always know, especially on something like wiring, um, be able to pick the guy's brains and know what hurdles you're going to try to tackle beforehand uh, before you're just on there clicking, you know, check out and add to cart. Uh, yeah. yeah, smart idea to call you guys and kind of go through the processes of, of what needs to be eliminated, what needs to be added on, or what you guys are working to collaborate with. When, when you see some of your builds, um, it, it's got to be for you got to be pretty rewarding. I, I imagine you've been doing this for a long time. You've probably yeah. seen this massive growth and explosion of, you know, modern drivetrains being, you know, thrown into older cars. That's a booming industry for you and your guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been here since 2006, uh, doing it. And I mean, we've gone to SEMA and seen tons of cars we've done there. Um, we've, uh, all kinds of car shows and seeing everything all over the place things in magazines. We've had our own vehicles in magazines and TV shows and things like that. So it's, it's awesome. And it's, it's a little, uh, you know, it can be a little exciting and, and overwhelming sometimes, but yeah, we work our way through it and, and uh, enjoy it, you know, but uh, heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Well, you know, getting back on the uh, OE, transmission side because sure. you know if we go back in the day right we have a turbo 350 or 400 uh you know there's mechanical connections to your throttle you know on your carburetor and there was some vacuum stuff it's pretty simple uh but modern you know when you think about a modern vehicle uh there's a lot of communication going on between the ecu and the tcu the transmission controller uh so being able to run a factory oem controller on an engine especially these modern engines can be hugely beneficial because you can get an aftermarket um, controller and you can get an aftermarket harness for a lot of these engines. Uh, but then you're tuning everything yourself, right? right? And there's a lot of functionality in there, smoothness and whatever else that you just can't quite get unless you get it from the factory, right? right? So going with that factory OE uh, ECU TCU 
it's nice. And there's a lot of communication, I think, between those two. So you can make uh, both of those work with your wiring harnesses, correct? Yeah. Um, so on the, the torque management's a big thing for the drivability. Uh, you're getting the interaction between the engine and transmission so that when the transmission wants to shift, it's easy enough on the power. You're not getting banging shifts where you're shocking the drive line, and you end up with a smoother ride and uh, your, your equipment lasts a lot longer. Um, that's why they do that. The torque management and drive-by-wire stuff that's new in these in the modern uh, vehicles is for that. It's to protect the drive line and and make the driver happy with the way their car's performing. You know, they don't feel like they're getting their head snapped every time it shifts from first to second, even if they're just going to get milk. You know, so. And uh, people like that. So, but you can, you got a lot of power in these. I, that's me, man. Yeah. I don't care if I'm getting milk. I'm like, yeah. snap my neck. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, but you can put your foot down. And, well, you, like, can, come you on. can tune. Yeah. You can tune it too. Yeah. You can tune that in, Willie. But, but the, but using the factory combination of the engine and transmission, right. And you're already getting it from a dropout. And then you can tune whatever, you know, feel and function you want later. But the fact that these two are talking to each other. The engine and the transmission. Yeah, so yeah. the transmission says, hey, I'm going to shift. And the engine says, oh, okay, cool. Let me do some things for you. The transmission can do its job. And it's just a nice marriage. Uh, and what I don't think a lot of people get is, you know, I'm going to get an engine. And then I'm going to figure out what transmission I want. And they're separate. You know, and the yeah. nice thing about, especially when you're, when you're doing the salvage yard route, right, you're saving a lot of costs. You're getting all those parts. And all you need to do is have a couple power wires after talking to Chris to get it to function, then you can go tune whatever you want, but the marriage is still there. And I think that's a great combination that a lot of guys kind of miss. Yeah. And people are uh, liking the fuel economy too, which I don't know, maybe not talked a lot about, but even in hot rods, guys, when they take them long trips, they want to have some fuel economy there, you know, or if you're building a truck that you're going to actually tow with, you want to be able to manage the, the towing and the, um, uh, transmission braking that the modern transmissions offer, which is pretty impressive, actually. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, and the truck. was that a cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the shop cat. She keeps. She's the guard. The guard cat. Yeah. Uh, so every time if we stay after hours, she's right, right in our faces, trying to. <laughs> get us that's awesome. Almost made me want to sneeze. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> when you know, obviously being able to do this stuff. Um, open a lot of doors for you. Uh, is, is it limited to what you're seeing now as far as Ford, Chevy, and Chrysler uh, and Dodge? Or do you branch out the, to other manufacturers as well? Um, we haven't, and that doesn't mean we won't. We've done some common stuff. That's our, our recent thing that we've started getting into, um, rebuilding, okay. rebuilding factory harnesses. We do a little bit of that for specific things. I don't want to uh, push that like we can rebuild any factory harness out there, but but uh, some of the common stuff, uh, like uh, 03 to 08, 09, somewhere in that range, we've, we've done some of that stuff. Um, and we probably will push into that more depending on how the economy goes and, and what kind of things people are asking for. If uh, the hot rod market kind of tapers off, then we want to go after some other stuff. But I tell you, we're so busy now, uh, we can barely keep up, you know. <laughs> That's a good problem. Doing, doing hot rods and, and Jeep swaps. We do a lot of Hemi swaps and Wranglers and, 
and things like that. Oh, huge right now. Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. I live really in Colorado, good. and you see that hey. as a constant, it's a constant switch. Yeah, yeah. So you know that's that's the thing. We can we have the capability to do a lot of stuff. We don't have the time and to do all of it. You know. So so right now the big three is our focus. Um, we've messed with a couple of Volkswagens, a couple of Mazdas, and things like that, but um, that's not the focus of what we do. You, know? you guys are doing it great, man. Ed, yeah, you are. What are you seeing as a new exploding? LS has been around enough. Everybody's you know, still putting LSs in everything. Have you seen an explosion of either Coyotes, the Godzilla platform, or maybe the Gen 3 Hemis? I feel like the Gen 3 Hemis have become a lot more accessible nowadays, and with so many people yep. smashing up their Hellcats, they're they're available and out there. Are you seeing a big explosion in in the Dodge world of people putting these aftermarket Hellcat engines and things? Yeah, the, the Hellcats and uh, the Hemi's, the new eight speed automatic that Chrysler has. That's a big thing we're doing right now. And then Ford has picked up quite a bit. I think next we will be looking at the you know smaller turbo motors uh, that that you know Ford and Chrysler are putting out like the the hurricane and all that kind of stuff is going to be probably the next thing. I think when they, people realize you're talking four or 500 horsepower in a small motor. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. You know? <laughs> so, but why do that when you could have a thousand horsepower in a bigger motor? <laughs> well, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of little, yeah, a yeah. lot of little niche vehicles exactly. out there that are getting exactly. a real advantage, yeah. uh, picking up all these different powertrain options, which is yeah, awesome. Because really expanding the playing field, you know. I love my V8 and I love my old muscle cars, but uh, I got a buddy that just finished a cool little Opal, and he's got a four-cylinder Ford EcoBoost in there. And he's making whatever, 400 and change on this tiny wow. little, you know, 1900 pound Opal or whatever it is. And it just screams. Right. It's like, wow, right. that is cool. That's crazy. How do people find you, man? How do people locate what you're doing? How do they call with their problems, concerns, issues? Because I imagine you're a great resource for a lot of problems and you provide a lot of people some great resolve. So how do people reach you and, and reach out to your company? Yeah, it's hotwireauto.com. And then our phone number, it's on the website, but it's 479-243-9115. 479-243-9115 or hotwireauto.com. Good, uh, good to know, man. Really cool little uh, sort of way you, you've made a niche for yourself in this wiring world because well, you're, you're definitely provide a lot of solutions to a hell of a lot of problems. Oh, I appreciate that. Really cool. All right, man. So there you guys have it, hotwireauto.com. That's where you'll find them. Uh, is it social media Hotwire Auto as well? Uh, yeah, on Facebook and Instagram. Yep, it's Hotwire Auto. I know there's a few pictures I got to be sharing of this 70 Mach Mustang with a Coyote engine, and you're all kidding it. Uh, I'll know where to uh, to attach you guys right. to. So it looks uh, it looks way cool. Uh, and don't forget about our show airing weekends on the Motor Trend Network. It's way cool too. It's also available on Motor Trend Plus, which is their streaming side. Thanks to our guest, Chris Squire from HotWireAuto.com. You guys check it out there. Uh, thanks to our producer's group, executive producer Bob Ecker. I am Willie B, and he is Kevin Bird for the Two Guys Garage podcast. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, TwoGuysGarage.com. Share your thoughts with us. We're on social everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage and the Two Guys Garage podcast. It's copyrighted 2023 Brenton Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. 
All right. Chris, man, appreciate you coming on the show. Nice. Loved having you on the TV show as well, man. The harness is awesome. I can't wait to fire up this engine, man. This is going to be a killer project, and uh, kudos for the great work, man. Hey, just on behalf of a lot of uh, hot, rod, hot rodders out there, thanks, man. Thanks for what you're doing, because that's a big solution, a big old problem. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, appreciate it, man. All right, guys. All right, buddy. Take care, man. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.